to two of our younger mayoral candidates who took on their older, more financially established rivals with some degree of success. Ash Holwell ran a less than $200 campaign to run for Whangarei's top job, got 834 votes. While in Auckland, mayoral hopeful Chloe Swarbrick went from zero to hero in the recognition stakes, pulling in uh, 26,474 votes. Uh, Chloe and Ash, welcome to you both. Kia ora. Good morning. Chloe, you first coming uh, third uh, after Phil Goff and Vic Crone. Were you uh, happy with the result? <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I came into this with zero expectations whatsoever. So I'm happy that there are more people uh, engaged. And first and foremost, it was never about me. It was about having Aucklanders see themselves as stakeholders in Auckland's future. And I think that we went a long way to achieving that. General election next year, which political parties have approached you? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not seeking to uh, make any of that public because, again, I'm not seeking to... Really but they have approached you? Right now. They have yeah, approached there has you? Been a few. There has been a few. A few tempted to get on the list as a candidate for next year? Uh, I'm keeping my options open at this point. I've never considered politics as a future for me six months ago. The whole reason I'm here is because I was disappointed with the lineup that we had for the mayoralty. I'm just thinking that people have short memories, don't they? So you'll be wanting to capitalise uh, on the success right now, would you not? Uh, well, I'll be completely honest with you. Again, this was never part of a long-term game. This was uh, very much about the present. This is about Auckland being on a tipping point and needing the change right now uh, and the disengagement between people and politics and further the absolute lack of uh, knowledge of the average Aucklander about what Auckland Council actually did or how, could it, how it could affect their daily lives. So, uh, I'm And yet you didn't, I'm make much dif- you didn't make much difference because turnout was a bit lower. Uh, no, it wasn't lower than last time around, actually. Uh, it was higher. Uh, we're still waiting to see the special votes counted, and we will see that on Thursday. But I think I did the best that I could with my budget, which is substantially constrained uh, compared to the other top two competitors. And Ash, you had a bit of a small budget too, didn't you? What was your goal for the election, and are you happy with how you did? Um, obviously, our goal was to get in and to get onto council. I was running for mayor and, um, and for the Orcard Award, the Central City Award. Um, but we also didn't want to follow any of the kind of pre-established rules and, um, and also on, the, on a small budget to kind of prove that it was possible for most people in Whangarei because the budget that most of the candidates are um, undertaking that are getting on are inaccessible to, say, 90 95% of people who live here. So it doesn't seem to rep- reflect a very representative kind of uh, decision-making base. Um, and the and fact... Keep going. Oh, and we're close... At, for Okara, which is a cool achievement, and we did gain a huge kind of following and engaged a whole lot of interesting discussion um, during the campaign. No hoardings or full-page adverts for you. Um, Chloe did very, very well regarding social media. Ash, what was what was your strategy? Uh, also social media as well, but we also tried to um, do things that were going to be um, useful for the town, regardless of whether we got in or not, whether it was a campaign. So we had a... Um, an artwork called The Mood Bank by Vanessa Crow came up and mapped the moods of Whangarei. Now, we did have some billboards. We had five artworks that um, didn't have our names on them. They were just artworks um, made by some wonderful artists in Whangarei, and that was their way of um, engaging with the election, and they were, able to, they were given a chance to speak in their voice, not necessarily in the voices that um, council often listen to. Um, and I did a little bit of live billboarding where I was there, um, and we, we just... Those artworks are now going to be part of, they're going to be go up again after the 
after the elections. I think the council is allowing will be the only billboard to take allow back up again after the elections. Chloe, uh, do you think this is, I mean, you, uh, you dealt a lot with social media, didn't you? came a bit later on into the campaign. Uh, what, how, firstly, how are you, were you, how did you view um, uh, the role of the media in, uh, in the campaign? Were you impressed by it? Were you uh, disappointed by it? Uh, yeah, so I've had a number of debates with people and media about it, this, and it's relatively interesting because I'd worked as a journalist for the previous four years before leaving because I felt it was a conflict of interest, obviously run for the mayoralty and retain my position as a journalist. Uh, so I felt as though uh, the media lamenting the fact that this race was a little bit boring uh, was kind of their fault. <laughs> Uh, because there, having been uh, on the side of a candidate, there was a number of incredibly interesting things that could have been reported on. Uh, but further, yeah, definitely, this was initially pegged as a two-horse race, then as a foregone conclusion, and I think that that's fed into a self-fulfilling prophecy in the mind of everyday Aucklanders. You didn't get much uh, uh, truck, did you, in the first uh, few months? In fact, it was only fairly recent where people started taking you quite seriously. Yeah, and I mean, uh, having been obviously at that anti-debate, which got uh, quite a bit of coverage for the way that some of the other per se candidates acted, I can completely understand why uh, those candidates who fall outside the uh, traditional, so having a little bit more money, a little bit more name recognition, uh, uh, kind of swept to the side a little bit in media coverage. But I think the point, uh, the tipping point at which I should have started getting more coverage was as soon as I did grow that base and there was that demand for me to be there. So, for example, if you had a look at the AUT RNZ debate, uh, if you look through the hashtag for that, uh, there was huge demand. Almost every second tweet was about why wasn't I there. Uh, and obviously off the back of that, there are a few commentators saying that the debate was relatively boring. Uh, but still, for a month or so after that, I was relatively ignored by mainstream media. Then the poll came out placing me uh, fourth. Uh, and the Herald did that 23-page spread, giving me two lines. So, yeah, I've definitely got a few bones to pick, but I think that more than anything, we just really need to evaluate how local body elections run. Uh, there's so many systemic issues there. Watch the space for Ash Holwell and Chloe Thrawick. Thank you very much.